Welcome to the Law of Love podcast for everyday alchemy. My name is Andrea Alejandre, your spiritual bestie and mystic next door. My intention with this podcast is to have a safe space to discuss and ponder our human reality, diving into shamanism, spirituality, personal development, energetics, mindset, money, magic, and so much more. Make sure to join me every week for a journey into consciousness and expansion. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of The Law of Love. As always, this is your girl, Andrea, and I have a very special guest to kick off season three of The Law of Love, transferred back from Mystic Medicine. There should be already an episode about that situation, but if not, um, we're good. Everyone's good. Everyone loves each other, but The Law of Love needs to live on, so here with us today is the mystical, the magical, the most epic fucking human light being that has ever existed. (laughs) I say that about all my guests, but truly she is such a dear friend and I am just obsessed with her, Kayla. I know very, very minimal about actually what what magic it is that you bring. I just know that you have like 10,000 different modalities. So typically I just allow my guests to introduce themselves, but I think it might be kind of fun for me to give this a shot. So can I try? Yes, please go ahead. You can still like you, you should still introduce yourself. But as far as I know, uh, first and foremost, you are just an incredible human. I met you at Rewild and wow, like the moment, the moment you and I locked eyes, we're like, yes, sisters reunited. Um, Also, you are a certified subconscious quantum healer, like subconscious mind coach and quantum healer. Mm -hmm. Um, You also do, you're a certified Reiki practitioner, a Reiki master. Mm -hmm. You are a certified meditation teacher and you're like a thousand other certifications, (laughs) but also you are an incredible photographer, like amazing photographer. You guys, I cannot even, I cannot, I cannot even. So um, that was kind of a lame try. Overall, you're amazing. (laughs) You have a thousand certifications and you have so much wisdom and so much medicine to bring. So uh, correct me, add anything that you would like. No, thank you. That was great. And honestly, I feel like it's very fitting for like, even how we kind of just started chatting before we got on. It's like, yeah, I just do a lot of things. And quite honestly, I am, I'm in a space where I'm expanding so much and spirits just like, you don't even know yet. I'm like, okay. So you know, amongst being a subconscious coach, amongst being, um, yes, a, a longtime commercial photographer, which I took a break from for a couple of years. And now I'm back and offering that as medicine in a totally new way, which is really exciting. Um, but I'm also a medium and I do tarot readings and Akashic record readings. And I also do energy work. So even though I'm Reiki certified, it's it's a totally different modality of energy work that I even knew existed or thought was possible. So I'm working on figuring out how to get more present and hands-on in, in person with people. So that's kind of part of the weird shift that I'm in. So um, yeah, those that's a couple of, that's like the fucking what's the word like the most surface level description we can give of everything I think yeah yeah you're such a beautiful example of what it means to be a multi-dimensional being lifting living and in, in coexisting as like a human in general uh with other humans I've seen you morph into 
so many different, I don't even, I don't think morph is the right word. I've seen you evolve in the the space of a few minutes between different versions of yourself that are needed and required for the moment, especially when you're working, right? So we had the opportunity to work together at Rewild 2.0, the rebirth, and everyone had their own like medicine to bring. And it was so present for you to watch you be a photographer and get in like photographer videographer mode and then turn around and be this like quantum energy healer that just like rose up and, and just held space and was so potent and so powerful. So it's, it's beautiful. Um, and that's a great example, right? Like we're so, we're so humans, like we're so humans. <laughs> like, yeah just myself I'm like oh yeah I, I do like shamanic work and body work and healing and then this total total polar opposite side of me is like really interested in law and policy and politics which doesn't make sense it's so three-dimensional um but it's like this this ebb and flow ebb and flow so I want to bring the listeners on to what our conversation was before we hit the record button because yes. I think that it's so important that we show up authentically and I posted this thing today on Instagram where I was like, I'm committed to showing my messy, like moving mm-hmm. forward. I am going to bring people on this process with me because we tend to see the highlight reel of spirituality where it's like, this is the expansion and the beautiful downloads and the connection and the love and light where, yo, I don't know about you, but the last five, five to six years of my personal awakening has been fucking dark and scary Mm. and uh, lonely. And Mm -hmm. it's like, it feels like no one else is in this process with us. And so today you jumped on and you said, Actually, why don't you why don't you say what you said? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and okay. So, so it all began with a weird thing in the night. <laughs> and I, like spooky story, please. Yeah, no, I will, I will, bro. It's like I guess the short version that I can share here for the moment is like um, I've been having a little bit of trouble sleeping lately. My partner and I just moved cross country from Iowa out here to Arizona, and you know, we're like totally new space, new house, new town, new state. Like it's a lot of stress to the system, even though it's fun and aligned and perfect. It's been kind of wonky and getting, we're getting used to it. And when we first got in here, I did a clearing and a settling with the house that felt really good. I was like, there might be some stuff present here, but I don't have the space to deal with that right now. And last night in the middle of the night, I just had a really clear, like I woke up and saw and heard and felt like my dresser shaking. And I am not at all new to the realm of like, like spirits, ghosts, entities being present and doing shit in my house. So I was like, look guys, I don't have room for this right now. And I'm tired and like, (laughs) just not in the mood. And then after that, it was like, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Listen here. This is what you need to know. Don't you rattle some shit. Come back later. You're getting yes. tired. Yeah, like during the daytime when I can talk <laughs> with you, not like when I'm vulnerable sleeping. Jesus. <laughs> um. So from that moment on, it's just been a weird day. I've just I didn't sleep well. Stuff's like just not been working out, and I fucking spilled my whole coffee this morning. I was like, the worst. you know, the worst. Br- the, Anything yeah. else but the coffee. Yes. Let it be blood. Right. I'd rather bleed. I'd rather bleed than drop my fucking $5 cold brew. I was like, ah! and I did. So it's just been weird. And Andrea, like we got on and she was like, 
how are you doing? I was like, how honest do you want me to be? She was like, let's just fucking give it all to me. And I laid it on like a layer of peanut butter. And here we are. So it's honestly a weird fucking day. And speaking of being committed to showing up, same, same. And it's it's just funky right now. And that's all good. Yeah. Yeah. It was this layer of peanut butter of like delicious, multi-dimensional, happy to be here. Life is fucking weird. I'm not perfect. Mm-hmm. And I'm still going to show up because that's the medicine. And it, yeah. it really truly is like mm-hmm. us showing up and be like, dude, this is a fucking weird day. It feels off. It shit's a moving, but we're devoted to this practice and it's not, it's not going to be perfect. And I think that this is so so important as more people awaken and more people come into the space of oh I need to live a certain lifestyle in order to manifest the life of my dreams mm-hmm. in order to have community in order to be accepted in order to be in order to be loved you know I had this conversation last weekend we had the privilege of being in Sedona for Ashley's uh, birthday yeah. and we had this deep conversation around how much of myself can I show and like mm-hmm. be present with other people and still be loved. And so in this moment when you're like, oh dude, you know, I've got a, I've got a lot. How much honesty are you willing to receive? I was like, fucking give it to me all. <laughs> like this is the expansion moment where I'm like, oh, you got those days too? I got those days too. They fucking suck. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> so this is where we are. Um, it's a good day because we're alive, we're breathing, we're healthy, we're moving. And also it's been a weird I, I want to know what did you say what did you say to the ghost did they like stop rattling your shit after you told them to leave you alone yeah no I flat out like I just said I was like look I don't I don't have the space or the energy to like hear you or receive you right now so I just need you to be quiet and leave me be and I knew I was like the other factor, the other piece of this that I'll add in is that I've been working on widening my central channel. So I'm also much more susceptible in this transitionary period to just being open to a lot more. So I've been a lot clearer on my nighttime routines and when I wake up to really ground into the space, ground into light, let that envelop and circle the house and like all this, you know, a lot of protective and like connective energy that I've been practicing Um, but that doesn't mean that shit can't still happen, especially if you don't take like even more precautionary measures. So I felt and knew because I was in such a weird dream state, um, because I also haven't been sleeping well lately. And because I also have started a new training style that's very taxing on my, um, adrenal system, liver and all these things, which can also wake you up at certain times of the night. So all of these components added together, I was like, If I wake up in the morning and all the shit on my dresser is moved around the way I think it should be, then I will get real serious real quick about connecting with whoever's here. If it's not, I'm going to attribute it to this being a massive transition period and me just needing to ground in more. And I woke up, I looked at my freaking dresser and everything was exactly how it should be. So I was like, so y'all don't want to talk right now. Okay, that's fine. It's fine. She is not in the mood. They are not trying to get the Kayla that's going to whoop their ass and send them back to wherever they need to go. It's true. It's true. It's true. <laughs> I don't fuck around. <laughs> fuck around and find out. And they yeah. were like not trying to find out. Apparently not, which is fine by me. I love that. And I'm sorry that you're struggling, but thank you for 
I wouldn't even say struggling. I'm sorry mm-hmm. that it's been interesting and thank you for showing up because damn does the world need your medicine. Yeah. I was curious because I personally am just obsessed with your card pulls on Instagram. <laughs> I wanted to ask if you would be open to pulling a card for the Law of Love listeners and mm. giving either a downloaded message or anything that's coming through for the listeners of this podcast that you just know intuitively they need to hear. Yes, yes to both because number one, I would absolutely love anytime I have the opportunity to pull cards. I'm like, yes, please, sir, give me some more. Um, so yes, I will grab a deck. And then also there actually has been, there's been a couple of things that have been very present on my heart with regards to like service. So being a service provider, what that entails and means right now, and also why people are needing certain services, I think. Let's talk about it. Cool. It's like one card, a couple cards, just a message that needs to come through for the love, love listeners, anybody who tunes into this beautiful podcast, this episode. It feels like there's a couple of things. Ooh. Okay. Hi. Thanks. All right. So we're getting a little bit of a thing coming through here. Um, wow. As is typical, sources like, oh, there's an open channel. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> Every time. Every time. I don't stop it. But it's it's a really, really beautiful message, I think, especially going into this year of 2023 because – we're going through a really big energetic shift. It's kind of been building up the past few years. And now we're in the space where shit's like really shifting and it's palpable. So something to keep in mind, to consider, to maybe pray on, meditate with, or just be present with is this message of, and I'll share it for the, anybody who is interested in tarot. It's six of cups, the hanged man, the emperor, and three of wands. And so this feels like we're entering into an era of a lot of lightness, a lot of play, a lot of joy, a lot more recognizing that that's kind of the quote unquote goal, that this is the centering point, that this is the grounding point. This is what we need to be working with, emanating from, aiming towards. However, because there's a massive shift happening like in the 3D, you know, in the reality that um, we're in, the fact that new earth is really rising up and shifting everything, it's calling for a massive, a massive like reorganizing of how we, how we view things, how we feel about things, how we move in the world, how we speak, like quantum physics at its finest, like you are creating your DNA on a minute to minute basis. And it is so important for you to allow yourself perspective shift during this time to take a lot of autonomy and like really deepen into your personal sovereignty as an individual being, and also be really open and excited to change because stuff's changing, whether you like it or not. So the message is like, just be stoked about it, be happy about it, come back to your sovereignty, come back to this place of like, really being filled with joy and connected with joy and allowing space for new perceptions too because that's the only way that the shift is going to happen Ooh, oh boy <laughs> there is so much that has been in the collective energy around finding play and pleasure and like really gripping to that but then this this 
ebb and flow, this like movement of energy. Like we got to change. Something's got to give and releasing. This has been coming up a lot too. So releasing the past versions of myself, releasing and shedding so much to allow space for all the, for all the new stuff, for all the good stuff that's coming through. So of course you are the specialist, I would say in rewiring the subconscious mind and creating different perspectives you definitely gave me different perspectives in our short actually it wasn't that short it was like a few hours but in our hike you gave me so many perspective shifts and I came home and I was like damn this bitch was right like I just needed to change this the way that I was looking at this one situation and no longer was it painful but instead it was expansive so Mm. all right mama oh yay oh well I mean first of all thank you for sharing that because it's it it really does help me it helps me expand and evolve when I know that whatever I'm doing or sharing is impactful for somebody. So that made my heart feel fuzzy. Oh, what needs to be shared. So I think starting with the preface of the fact that like, similar to you, I am a service provider. I, I am a one woman show. I do a lot of different things. Um, my business is my way of life. So anytime someone pays me for a tarot reading, like that pays for my groceries, that pays for my taxes. Like this isn't just a a hobby for me. Everything I do directly impacts my life. So, um, and I've set it up to be that way, which is really amazing. But up until I want to say sometimes like at some point last year, I didn't realize the, the, impact and the largeness of what I'm here doing. And so now that I've come into a space of acknowledging like, oh, I am really, it's not just the whole message of like, you're here for a reason. Like, it's like, no, you've got some fucking work to do. And like, you need to be here doing the groundwork for, for this lifetime, um, which is very exciting. But when you start to understand what it means to be an in integrity, spiritual service provider and you see how spirituality has kind of been bastardized and commercialized um it sets a whole new bar and as a human being because at the end of the day i'm still a human that likes pizza and coffee and all this other shit that my ancestors don't approve of it's like (laughs) you are bringing up such a good point around the spiritual community as a whole being I feel like the community itself has been victim of capitalism in so many different ways. And even as light workers, we still believe that we have to show up in a certain way or present ourselves a certain way. And we're losing, this is a big statement and I might get, I might get canceled for some of the shit, but uh, we're losing sight of why this is important and why we're doing this. And so much of it is... I'm not saying like shamanism is 100% right and the only way, but so much of of shamanism is going back to roots and so much of what I think is going to save us is coming back to simplicity, coming back to helping one another, coming back to connecting on a very deep individual one-on-one level. Mm -hmm. And the spiritual community has been kind of turned into how can I make more money? How can I get more followers? How can I be seen in this way? not everyone. And that's, that's, you know, up to discernment of each, each person, if you're following someone and they're not encouraging you to find your own voice and to find your Mm -hmm. own guides and follow your own intuition, then that's a red flag. Mm -hmm. Maybe don't listen. But ultimately it's so funny. I'm like 
I've been in this constant struggle of I'm a three-dimensional being living in a human experience and also simultaneously feeling the desire and the need to expand and ascend. And how does that fit with the reality of pleasure, right? Like pleasure is, is through our physical body and our physical body is on this three-dimensional form. And so where is the middle for me? Mm-hmm. And it's different for everyone. Um, with policy and politics, I... The listeners don't know this, but I very briefly considered and and got the download, right? So it was like a very clear download of like, okay, study for the LSAT. And I'm like, I don't really want to go back to law school. There was something there. Yeah. And so this is funny. On the other side, I have studied for the LSAT. I have done very well while studying for the LSAT. And it was this ego, it was this like ego closure of okay, I actually don't need to go to law school because now I've completed what I needed to get from this experience, which was, I am in fact not a failure for giving something up, for letting Mm. it go, for releasing this ideal around how I need to show up and who I need to be. And also giving myself permission to be a light worker. And I love that you were like, this is my, this isn't just my job. This is my life. This is how I live and exist. And I don't think I had gotten to that point yet until I fully was like, yeah, you know what? Law school is not for me, even though I could do it and I'm doing really, really well on LSAT stuff. I don't, I don't need that because that's not, that's not my path. That's not my mission, but I needed to close that cycle and know that I could do it. Could I do it? Yeah. Should I do it? Maybe. I mean, financially and like in this three-dimensional world, it makes sense, but spiritually it's a fuck now. And if it's a fuck now spiritually, then I got to listen. But as a spiritual being, as a spiritual soul premier, I got to be honest with you. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing 99.9% of the time. I don't know if this is just you, but like if you have a soul premier business and you know exactly what you're doing every single day, kudos to you. Share, share some insight, like share with your girl. What do you got going on? Cause I don't, I don't know half the time. And it's, this is part of the reason it's so difficult is the extreme level of surrender that it takes to turn yeah. around and be like, Oh yeah, actually I have no idea what I'm, I don't know. I don't know. I'm evolving. Mm-hmm. I'm ever evolving. Mm-hmm. And the needs of humanity seem to be evolving as well. And I think that part of what you bring to the table that is so special is your rawness. You're so raw. You like, you show up and you're like, this is who you get. This is who I am. This is who you get. And the world needs more of that now. And people, community, sisterhood, we all need more of this now, but we connect by showing up exactly how the fuck we are. So you being Mm -hmm. like, I love to do tarot and I love subconscious work and I love cats and also I love what did you what do you say oh graphic shirts you're like I'm really into yeah. graphic shirts right now like this <laughs> is the perfect amount of medicine also can you read what's on your shirt because this is my favorite oh. shirt of yours fuck yeah and it's brand new too which is why it's it's just becoming a favorite of mine too but it says meditate medicate and masturbate and it's got mushrooms and a vulva on the shirt and I am we super here for it love yeah when it says medicate it means like you guys know. If you know, yeah. you know. If you, you know, know, you know. I don't want to yeah. get canceled on here. That's okay. Oh my gosh, where's this fear coming from around getting canceled? I don't know. <laughs> we we don't need to dive into that right now, okay. but clearly it's it's, it's present. Yeah. Um, Mama, I would love to talk to you about 
surrender and change because you have Mm. been going through so much change and so much surrender and much like the card pull that you just did there's a lot coming and it's going to continue coming until we're in a place as a as a planet as a whole Mm -hmm. where we have collectively risen the vibration enough to where it's like you know it's it's a ways out it's a ways out so how do you how do you navigate change? How do you surrender? How do you trust your intuition? Maybe just dive deep on all the change that you've been going through, not the exact change itself, but maybe the mm-hmm. processes that you've had because you have managed with so much grace, with so much love, so much faith. I also just want to share that the last time before before this last time we saw each other, you had said something about how you didn't think it was it was going to be like plausible for you to be here in February. Yeah. And you are here in February. Yeah. So there's a lot of faith, surrender, and trust that went into you moving here. I would love to hear more about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. So hmm, um, a little bit of backstory. I am from New Jersey and how do I how do I make this short? So I'm from New Jersey. My parents divorced when I was maybe a year old, and I grew up in Maryland with my mom and my stepdad, and I moved back to Jersey in 2010 to go to college. And my whole life was just travel, one place, another place, one place, another place. And I was kind of just used to it all the time, nonstop. And, you know, I landed in Jersey in 2010, and I that I didn't leave until, what was that, like 2021, something like that. So that's the longest stint I had ever been in one spot because between those two states, I had moved into like 12 different homes. It was just kind of incessant. And I had just hit a point where I was like, I'm so ready to be out of here. And I know that I'm being called West. I know that I'm meant to be somewhere West. I'm just not sure where, when, how. And when I met my now partner, Taylor, on Instagram in, it was like end of, Oh my God. Coach Taylor. Yeah. (laughs) It makes me so happy that you love him. I'm obsessed with him, but continue. Sorry. Yeah, no, it's okay. Um, yeah, no, he just, this freaking guy just followed me on Instagram and I was like, Oh, who's this? But then I saw he lived in Iowa. So I was like, Oh, I don't care who that is anymore. And like, (laughs) so began our love story. And, you know, I literally, I mean, we started talking end of January, 2020, And in April, I flew out to meet him for the first time. And this is after we had told each other we had loved each other. He like accidentally called me his girlfriend and then properly asked me to be his girlfriend um, all over the phone without ever having met each other. And I just, I flew out there. I spent a few days with him. I flew home and I was like, yeah, I'm moving to Iowa. And a month, less than a month later, I was out living with this person that I didn't really know and in a state where I knew nobody and had nobody and and also Iowa yeah (laughs) the Iowa of it all I think that's the kicker yeah for just a second where Mm -hmm. in your body was there just this like this like fuck yes because Mm -hmm. as spiritual beings we're always talking about like intuitive downloads Mm -hmm. but there has to be a nervous system regulation there has to be some form of like bodily it's in your body your body saying a fuck yes where is that for you and I know you're a projector so this will be fun yeah yeah so the first moment was was the night that Taylor told me he loved me and I had I had just been visiting some dude that I was like kind of 
just fucking around with. And Taylor knew the whole time. Taylor was just like, all right, whatever. Like, I'll listen to her talk about this guy. And I had just come back from hanging out with him for a weekend. And Taylor and I were up all night on the phone. And finally, he was just like, well, I love you. And if it takes five years for you to realize that that's not your dude, I'll just, I'll be here. And my, for the first time in my entire life, I felt my entire energetic body just like center and light up. Like it was just a knowing. It was a full body throughout my whole system. Like, oh, okay. It's clear. It's easy. Like, I love you too. Fine. And it was just the most like definitive sensation I've ever experienced. It was like, there's just no doubt. Like, I don't, I, I'm not even going to fucking question it. It just sounds crazy. And it is, but that was the moment for me. And I knew after that, I was like, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. And after I visited him out there, I was like, yeah, okay. It's just the next step. It's just the literally what I have to do in order to get a step closer to my dreams. So that's where it started. And then, okay, so you guys were in Iowa. You are now Arizonan residents. Tell me how that transpired. (sighs) Okay. So... We, you know, we both had talked about it. Like, we obviously don't want to stay in Iowa. This is, I'm just coming here. It's cheaper to live here. It's easier, whatever. And for the first, you know, couple of years, it was like, where are we going to go? What are we going to do? Where do we like to be? Um, We both felt very called to Arizona, but still allowed space for exploration. So at one point, there was a really big opening for Texas Um, I had a group of friends there. I knew a bunch of people there. There was a lot of opportunity work-wise, housing-wise, like community-wise. There was so much. And we went out there for a few days thinking like, this could be like where we're moving next. Like, this is a really big deal. And total full frontal honesty, it was a complete utter shit show. And it was like tower moment. Like that whole possibility just crumbled and was like, absolutely fucking not. This is not it. And we were like, okay, so back to the drawing board. So, you know, we came back home and it was this constant toggling of like, yes, Arizona, but maybe Washington. Yes, Arizona, but maybe Utah. Like, and every time we would start diving into another place, it was just a nope. So when we got clear, like we got pretty clear. We're like, okay, it's, it's Arizona. We don't know how, we don't know where, We don't know when, but we're trusting that. And then I came out to the first rewild and the land was just like, get here now. And I was like, okay. So I went back home and I told Taylor about everything. He's like, all right, like we're just, we're saving up. We're doing, we're doing this. We're going to make it happen as soon as we can. So we just kind of really started getting our shit together last August. And when I came back out here in for the second rewild in January, It was just, again, it was this full frontal, like, how fast can we get here? And Taylor had also come with me, not to the retreat, obviously, but like we had flown out together a few days prior. He spent some time by himself. He also has family out here. So he got to see his mom. And dude, like we both just got back to Iowa and we were like, that's it. Like, it's just, it's got to happen. And From the time we got back from Rewild, what was it, like maybe two weeks later, all of a sudden this this perfect house showed up and Taylor happened to talk to the person who was currently living in it and they happened to know 
they were like, oh, this is when we're moving out. They need someone new in here. And I swear to God, like a couple of days later, it was like, here's your application. Also, we accepted you. Also, how fast can you get out here? And it just was like, boom, boom, uh, boom. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Energetically too, for all the listeners, everyone, everyone here is so intuitive and I know this, but I mm. love just bringing the energetic patterns in where your frequency was ascending and it was expanding and it was elevating. And each time you came out here, it was just showing your subconscious the possibility of like, yeah, I can live here. Yes, Mm -hmm. I can move here. Yes, this is possible. And so when you came back the second time for Rewild, energetically what was happening, you were already in alignment with it the entire time, but you were so full, like your subconscious had now brought it into the present moment of like, there is no time lapse anymore. There's no gap in between. It's just, Mm -hmm. this is it. I have Mm -hmm. absolutely no doubt that it can and will happen. And your frequency had expanded and aligned even more to be in alignment. So it was like, of course it had to happen within two, three weeks. (laughs) There was no no option. It had to, it really had to. I want to take us back because I think that a lot of the Law of Love listeners are always curious about people's spiritual awakening. That seems to be a common question. So when did you know that you were a psychic and a medium and your gifts, you have so many gifts. When did all of these juicy talents start to develop? Mm-hmm. And also go over your talents, like toot your horn. Tell me what you, what you got. <laughs> wow. Fuck. So I had been told since I was really young by my grandmother, um, she's like, you're just a very spiritual, like you're a super spiritual person. And I was, I never fucking knew what that meant. Um, and, you know, since I was really a kid, I was just fascinated with stories and movies and books and magic and fairies and dragons and fucking like you name it, anything fantasy. I was like, this is my jam. But growing up in a, you know, in a, in a Christian household, going to a private school, going to church, going to youth group, doing all these things that was all really viewed as bad and fake and not real. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Because let me tell you when, my first like supernatural experiences happened when I was very little and I had a childhood friend, her house was haunted. So I was just witnessing the most weird paranormal shit from a very young age. And I, I, it got to a point where my family was like, you're not allowed to go over there anymore. Like you can't be friends with her. And I was like, does nobody believe me when I tell them that this stuff's happening? And no, like literally nobody did. Um, the most random shit I could go on. But, you know, I had just known my whole life. I was like, this just feels, this stuff makes sense. And like tarot cards for some reason was really like the pinnacle of all of it. And when I was in, ooh, what was it? Like 20, like 2015, 2014, 2015-ish, I was working for this women's clothing company called Gypsy Warrior. And it was very like, just funky, occult, witchy, like just that whole vibe. And so at that point, I just started allowing myself. I was like, I don't know, maybe I'll get a tarot deck. Like it was this weird, like, I just want to crawl out from under this rock and just like touch and explore things because it's been so damned my whole life. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, over starting around then because in 2014 I went through um some very serious sexual assault and a lot of like work problems just a lot of abuse and that was when I started realizing I was like man shit's just not right 
Like Mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm not doing the right things. I'm not in the right place. Like stuff doesn't feel good. And it was around then that I started not only diving into the stuff that made me like kind of happy and interested, but also just trying more things. You know, I got into fitness around then and I was really moving a lot in my photography career. So as we previously mentioned, like I'm, I'm still a photographer, but I was like in the fashion industry in Manhattan for a while. And so over the years, getting to a point where it was like a weird balance of like kind of doing what I wanted and kind of trying new things, but still feeling weird about all of it not finding my people. It was just a lot of messiness and a lot of awkwardness and a lot of insecurity. And then in 2016, when my grandmother, who I was really close to, passed away, mm-hmm. the it was just the most perfect serendipitous timing because pr- a few weeks prior to her passing, my best friend, um, who's still my best friend, Samantha, um, she was on the same path. She was like, ah, I think tarot might be kind of interesting. She found a medium close to her and she was like, I booked an appointment. Do you like want to, do you want to book one too? And we could go together. And I was like, Ooh, that seems weird, but yeah, yeah, I really want to go. So the part of you that thought it was weird, more your like religious up- upbringing and like familial yeah. institution. Okay. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I was like, it just, I was still, I was still not even realizing how heavy that shame and past programming was at that point. Like I had no clue. Um, but yeah, for sure. It was definitely, it was my past, my family, like all that stuff. And we booked those appointments a few weeks later, my grandmother passed. And I think it was either the day after my grandmother passed or maybe two days after is when the appointment was booked for and when we went and I had the reading, it was like right away. I I felt and I knew that my grandmother was in the room and the reader was just like, did you have a grandmother who like just passed away? And I was like, oh, here we go. So it was, it was a really beautiful session, but it was this clarity and this peace around like, I'm not crazy. Like mm-hmm. this stuff's real. And this is my permission slip to pursue it as my reality. And from that day forward, it was just this kind of incessant searching and and trying things and testing things amongst going through a significant amount of trauma, more abusive relationships, um, lots of shifting in my career. And it was a really tumultuous time. Like it was really crazy. But after I had that reading, it was like, oh, I'm like, I hear my grandparents. Like I definitely hear them. I see them. And over time, so since then, it's just progressively expanded. The more attention I gave it, the more time I gave it, the more practice and awareness I brought to it, the easier it was to like learn how to channel, to learn how to use these different tools like tarot or, you know, mediumship and Akashic. Like it just started from this clarity of understanding, like I'm not the only one and it's safe and it's okay for me to try this stuff out because just because I like it and I'm interested in it. Mm, um, yeah. So that was like the starting point. Mm -hmm. Can we unravel a little bit around the programming that is inherent Mm -hmm. in religion and specifically uh, deep Christianity and Catholicism? I grew up very, very Catholic, and I would tell my mom at a very young age that I could tell the future and Mm -hmm. that I would hear and see and feel things that other people could not. 
and she ins- she insisted that I was possessed first oh. of all she also would say things along the line of that is the devil's work there's something wrong with you you are broken and so more and more I would shove these things further down and then now as an adult as a healer right like my job is literally to to, to be to, to be me to be yes. who I am and even even now and again I'll, I'll feel it creeping up where I'm like oh is this like too esoteric or mm. is this like too woohoo is it like if is it bad am I am I working for the evil lord like, <laughs> all of these things that um my mom my mom and my my parents would say to me and so they're still yeah. ever present in the back of my head not so much as I'm like diving deep and shedding all layers like all layers but it's present and it's so common for a lot of people and a lot of a lot of people that have specific gifts which mm-hmm. like you said the more you pay attention right the more you're like oh wait I hear things too and it's not like I hear voices and they're telling me to jump off the roof if that's the right. type of voices we're hearing please go talk to a professional this is yeah. more of like oh you should take a left here or call mm-hmm. that person or send that resume in, you know, that type of intuitive hit. How did you, how did you overcome this, this programming? Does it still come up for you? Mm-hmm. Does it have anything to do with your subconscious work? Oh, 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 layers, layers, layers. Yeah. Around the religious things that feels very, that feels very clear and, and dealt with and fine for me personally at this point. I think the layers that might come up for me still currently, which we can get into that, is more so around um, like family dynamics and connection, like human connection and understanding and love. Because when this all first started, when I first moved to New Jersey, I had a massive existential crisis where I was sitting on my bed, looking out my window the entire day, just being like, none of this is real. Like this is fake and so that was kind of one of the first moments where I was like, so I, I have to, I have to do something else. Like this doesn't make sense. And then I started dating someone in 2016 who was a very clear, clear cut, like atheist. And I remember having a breakdown and being like, how can I, how can I be with someone who has a completely opposite belief system from me? Cause at the time I still considered myself Christian. Like I went to church once in a while But as time went on, things he said started to make more sense and not necessarily the things, because he was a very angry person, not necessarily the things around like there's no God or whatever. It was more so around the concepts of religion. And I started to get to a point where I was like, hmm, something feels weird. Like, I don't know if I really agree with this. I don't know how I feel about it. And so it was a few years of, unraveling and allowing myself the space to unravel but I did not talk with anyone about it (laughs) because I was you know what you said where your mom was like oh that's the devil's work and stuff I knew for a fact if I told my mom anything that I was thinking about or learning about she would not be happy and granted I haven't lived with my mom since 2010 she's she's been in Georgia you know what I mean so But there was still this deep part of me that was just like, oh, I will not be accepted. I will be shunned. I will be shut down. And and I'm already used to that. And I don't want it anymore. Like, that's kind of how it's always been. So when I say layers, that's what I mean is that 
there all of a sudden there's this peak of like, wait, do I actually believe this thing anymore? And then it's like, well, who do I talk to about that? When I come from a past of people telling me that what I already think and do is wrong or not good enough or whatever. So I didn't feel like I had any safe space. It was incredibly lonely. It was really scary. And I wasn't, I didn't know like left from right, right from wrong. I was like, all of this just seems super weird. And it, what it turned out to be long-term, which another layer is, it is, it's programming. It's societal. It's what we're used to. It's what we grow up with. And so this is where the subconscious stuff comes in that I work, I work with almost all of my clients on this is understanding what your family told you was right and wrong, understanding what your religion told you was right and wrong, and coming to a place of questioning that for your own health and sanity. And just asking like, what do I as an individual actually believe in and enjoy and what actually makes sense to me? And for some people, religion provides a structure that makes sense to them. And for other people, they denounce it entirely. And I don't think there's really a right or wrong because everyone's going to go through what they need to go through at a certain point in their life. But for me, my goal for anybody that I connect with or work with is what's best for you. And if like going to church is best for you and that feels good for you, go to church. Like, and if it's, you know, sitting in a corner meditating and like talking to the rocks, like I do like, okay, cool. (laughs) Because I do. Also, that is the most Kayla thing ever, like literally. Yes. <laughs> so it it has been a multi-year unraveling of understanding what is religion, how have I been connected to it? How has that, you know, how has that told me to live my life? How do I feel about that? Do I like it? Do I not like it? Why? It's been a lot of introspection, reflection, clarifying, asking questions, feeling hurt, feeling confused. It's, it was a really tough and painful process. And I think that's another goal of mine is to just be present for people in that process and make it not so fucking foreboding and like lost feeling. Be like, hey, you're resourced, you're supported, like any direction you want to go is okay as long as it feels good for you. So, you know, I have some clients who are like, read tarot cards for me. And I have other clients who are like, that's a boundary. They're like, no, like, I'm good. I'm like, okay, cool. I did want to ask, is there anything that you brought with you from this life? Because personally, what I encountered for a while, kind of like you said, is you either you're in this or or you're not. It's like hot and cold. And, And for a long time, it felt that way for me where I was like, I'm completely denouncing the church. I am completely and just like never going back, absolutely everything that the Catholic Church has done is wrong. And as I've evolved in my own process and in my own spiritual being, I'm realizing there are certain things that I consider to be capital T T truths for me Mm -hmm. that I experienced in the Catholic Church and have brought with me. Mm -hmm. So some of those examples are deep prayer and reverence to Mother Mary. Mm. and I guess that's not so much a Catholic thing maybe it's more of a Mexican thing but it was it was very like for a long time uh very present for me to not do anything that was even remotely related to the Catholic Church so I had this beautiful statue of the Virgin of Guadalupe and I like shoved her away she was a gift but I like shoved her away I still brought her with me though she's been all over Uh you know we were traveling full-time in the trailer and she was with us but she was like tucked away in the corner 
And recently, our girlfriend Ashley has been devoting a lot of work to clearing some of the energy in the Catholic Church, which is no easy task, like Mm -hmm. kudos to her. And she's been Mm -hmm. praying the rosary. And since she said that, I've been getting like a ping to go back to the rosary, which I used to, I used to pray a lot. And so things like that, where I'm like, oh, there are capital T truths that feel very relevant for me mm-hmm. and I am bringing with me and I am including in my practice now, I do not go to church. I will probably never go to church again as a, a faith practice. I may go for other things, but um, as a faith practice, it's just not my jam anymore. Mm-hmm. Was there anything for you that you've noticed you brought along with you in this new iteration of, of your faith? Because we still have faith, right? Like yeah. you still, you're like, yes, there's still, there's still some form of higher being. Oh yeah. Oh, big time, big time. And I'm super happy you brought this up because I don't think that the spiritual awakening process has to be a denunciation or complete and total, like rid yourself and remove this and none of it is allowed here anymore. Um, I think you have to create space and boundaries for yourself to figure out what works best for you and feels right for you. And then go back to what makes sense and go back to what resonates and go back to what feels right. And for me, similarly, I'm like, I could never go to church again and I'll be fine. Honestly, like there are definitely some church buildings that feel incredible to me energetically. And I would like to maybe sit there or be there someday, but generally speaking, no churches has not been anything that I've been interested in for a long time. I think what I've really brought with me and what I've come back to is the concept of like Christ consciousness and Mm. that Jesus Christ as a, as a human, as a person was someone who like genuinely and truly embodied unconditional love and potentially, and this is where I'm not super into history, so I don't dive too deep into things I know there's a lot more resources now than there used to be but like from what I've like gathered I'm like this man was like a true alchemist and someone who was literally just like love incarnate and you know we've had a bunch of those over time in lots of different religions lots of different spaces all across the world and so for me this concept of balance between like sacrifice and love um, and what that means has taken on a completely new thing for me, but I, I, you know, I have a cross, like it's something that I come back to and connect with that feels very right and resonant for me. And also that there is a, whatever you want to say, creative force, God universe, like there is something that is so much bigger than we can even fathom. And that's in within us. And I think that's the biggest thing that I personally have disembodied is taking away this concept of like, you are less than, and you have to look out in order to be saved. It's more so about like, what if you and everything around you is God? And what if you treated it that way? And I I keep coming back to that, this gnosis of, of God being something that's within everything and not like something that you have to look outside yourself for. Like you don't have to look outside yourself for anything. So I think that that's been the biggest thing for sure. Mm, that's beautiful. I want to also bring in that you are very embodied in your practice and how much you spread love and awareness and light. And even in the moments where you don't 
feel and maybe aren't you know speaking of light per se like oh I'm angry or I'm frustrated right now even in these moments I feel love ebbing and like flowing through you because you are so embodied that your practice is ultimately stemming from a place of surrender and God and love and that feels really good and I think that um, Christ consciousness is actually one of the big ones too I also have a cross on my altar and it never hit me until just right now I was like Oh wait, I I have one of those. <laughs> oh, yeah, I have that. <laughs> Got it. I was like, oh yeah, she, like he sits on my altar. Um, um, can you dive more? I just your aura blew up the moment you started talking about God and mm-hmm. His higher presence. Can you talk more about that? Yeah, yeah, of course. So I feel like speaking on the topic of surrender that we've brought up a few times. I truly, when I moved to Iowa, it was like a, this massive leap of faith and living there and being there, not realizing at the time how energetically dense it was, um, not realizing in the beginning how much I needed to work through because I was in my Saturn return at the time. It was brutal mentally and emotionally. It was like Anything that I had ever dealt with before just came to the forefront and was like, I'm ready to go now, which means you've got to really deal with it in every single way. And, you know, when I first moved there, I fucking quit everything. I stopped doing photography. I was barely getting into coaching. I didn't really know what I was doing. So I moved there with like no fucking plan, was just totally trusting. I've worked at this coffee shop for a couple months just to like, do something. And between my relationship with Taylor, my relationship with myself and the changes that were happening in my life, I literally was like on my knees on the bathroom floor at this coffee place one day. And I was like, God, (laughs) I'm fucking here and I'm coming back because like, I really pushed him it, whatever you want to call it. Like I pushed it away for so long because I was so freaked out and disgusted by the religious shit that I went through. And I came back to a moment of just gnosis of like, okay, I know that this isn't about me. I know that this is bigger than me. And I really, I like want to be with you and connected to you and get out of my own way. Cause I know I'm in the way right now. And it was after that moment that it just became so much more clear Like when I take the focus off of me and I give it back to God, I give it back to like life. I give it back to this loving, compassionate, heart-centered energy, which is so much bigger than the individual, you know, like each and every single individual is so epically important, but we are all connected as well. So what are we all connected to? This source and Every time I come back to that, if I'm confused, if I'm hurting, whatever, if I'm in a great place, I'm just like, either thank you, God, or God, help me understand, or God, like, get me centered and and tapping into that energy within myself. Because ultimately, when you, when you, like, really are reverent to yourself, you can be reverent to everything else around you. So, um, yeah, I think that that's been that's been huge for me is just reconnecting to that concept of God. I love that. And I love that you, again, embodiment, right? Like you are not necessarily preaching, but you are showing the way with your actions and the modalities that you teach and you 
use to help other people heal that is so important. I, you touched on a point that I always love to bring the law of one up. I should probably do a deep dive on the law of one, but I, I keep bringing up like bits and pieces. So mm-hmm. the law of one, have you read the book by Rob? Mm-hmm. Or it was channeled. Um, I'm like fucking this up. It's been a while, but it was channeled. It's raw as a six dimensional being and they mm-hmm. are speaking as much as they can to help. It's, they say that a course in miracles is like a five dimensional text the Mm -hmm. law of one is like a six dimensional text and so the law of one is the law that we all come from one so we Mm -hmm. are one source one energy one life force Mm -hmm. and actually the reason that the podcast is called the law of love is because the next fraction so the next thing to break off not break off but like so the universe happened the big bang we're all here to experience different different experiences and different life forms and different feelings and so as this is happening as we are becoming a different version a different side of this diamond show still still god the next thing is love so the next Mm. closest thing that is like one and the same is oneness wholeness with god and then love So that's why the podcast is called The Law of Love. And I think that you just explained it so beautifully because even in these moments where you're like, what the fuck? Like, my (laughs) life is hard. God help me. It's this deep surrender and deep love. And deep love to knowing that, girl, you don't got the answers. Like, Mm -hmm. you have everything that you need to do, everything that you want. And the primary, like, number one thing on top of that list is God's got your back. Mm -hmm. source spirit the universe whatever you want to call it right like they don't care what you call it yeah (laughs) but I love that we covered quite a range of topics today and I am so incredibly thankful for your time and I want to respect your time is there anything that's like just right here on the tip of your tongue wants to be shared with the community yeah I definitely is like if you're someone who's in a space where you're unsure or you're scared or you're transitioning or questioning or wanting to come into yourself more any of those things like there are more and more people like healers practitioners who are genuinely of service and in integrity than I think ever before who are like very easily available so you know don't be afraid to like reach out and ask I know that that's I know that that's a big deal as someone who's been through the process of like going through a lot of pain, going through a lot of trauma, having to talk about it when I didn't want to, having to go to therapy, different kinds of therapies, things not working. Like I get it. It's super scary to reach out for help. And sometimes you just don't know where to go. But I think it's really important to, if you're in any of those points to at least try, because there are so many people out there who want to show up and be supportive of you and your transformation, regardless of where that leads you. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that was very present that I felt like I wanted to share. Yeah. Thank you, mama. Mm-hmm. And you have incredible offerings, incredible services. You offer one-on-one services, you offer one-off services, you offer coaching. So where can the people find you? Where can they get more of you? Oh, more me? Okay. Um, right now, almost entirely on Instagram. So my Instagram has uh, transformed. It is now Kala Healing Services, which is a whole thing in and of itself, but that's the umbrella that I'm going to be working under. And 
right now everything's on there. Like whatever you need, whatever you want to talk about, whatever you want to find, you can just DM me. You can check out the links. Like almost everything's right available on my Instagram. I'm working on getting a website put together so that my community space, my offerings, like everything can be in one nice concise spot just has not manifested yet. But right now Instagram is where it's at. That's okay. That's like where all my people are at too. So they do. I will definitely be sharing your Instagram on the show notes. I will also share it anytime I share anything about this podcast episode. So watch out for that. Kayla, thank you so, so much for bringing your amazing light into this portal, for sharing it with us, for bringing your guides and your angels. It has been so present that we are not alone on this episode, and that feels very, very good. I love you. You are such a dear soul sister to me, and I just appreciate the fuck out of you. Same. I love you so much. Thank you so much for having me and and holding space and sharing. And it's what you're doing is equally as important and impactful and powerful. So thank you for your medicine and your energy and yourself. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you if you are listening. Thank you to all the Law of Love listeners. I love you so, 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 so much. And I will see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for being here and joining me for another episode of The Law of Love. I hope you got a nugget of wisdom, inspiration, or aha. Don't forget to subscribe anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you would like to support the podcast, please leave me a review and remember to share with a fellow spiritual bestie. I always want to hear from you, so go ahead and slide into my DMs at andrea.lovelove on Instagram, or you can always send me an email at thelawoflovepod at gmail.com. I will see you on the next one.